Do you have your candle wax ready? <laughs> I just, wish. Just the nipple <laughs> clamp. Will that be enough? <laughs> I only hurt the ones I love and none of them are here. Oh, oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> MLVC. Excuse me, but I'm singing in one key and you're singing in another. Poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. Open the door now and, and suffer. 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 Just give me a fan. I don't trust any man who hasn't kissed another man. I'm waiting. All right, people, it's time to get your dancing shoes on. You're listening to MLVC. It's all Madonna, all the time. Welcome to the party, bitches. Hey, everybody. It's Ben. Hey, everybody. It's Liberty. (laughs) We're here to teach you how to... Is that your Rebecca Carlson voice, Liberty? (laughs) I don't know. Is it? <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Stefan. Welcome to another edition of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's the final edition of this year's Madonna summer movie series. How on earth the summer go by so quickly? Uh, if you remember, we kicked things off this summer watching Dick Tracy. Last month, we talked about A League of Their Own, and to heat things up before autumn, we are doing a little deep dive on the titillating courtroom drama, Body of Evidence. Body of Evidence is the 1993 erotic thriller film directed by Uli Edel, written by Brad Meerman and starring Madonna, Willem Dafoe, and Joe Montaigne, along with Anne Archer and Julianne Moore, in supporting roles. The plot revolves around Madonna's character, Rebecca Carlson, being accused of murdering an elderly and very wealthy man named Andrew Marsh by having such raucous sex with him. He dies of a coke-induced heart attack. Willem Dafoe plays Frank Delaney, her lawyer, who gets a bit too involved with Rebecca, his client. Mm, You make it sound so good, but unfortunately (laughs) for Madonna kids, Body of Evidence was a flop. In every way, a movie can be a flop. It got delayed. It came out in January of 1993, which along with August is usually like the graveyard for movies they know aren't going to do well. (laughs) And its second week in theaters, it experienced a 60% viewership drop. I would like you to know that I saw it the first week it was out. And yeah, I mean, I'm not getting that afternoon back, but whatever. It made a measly worldwide total of $38 million. Now, originally, Body of Evidence got an NC-17 rating, but they trimmed a few minutes of Majana's cha-cha and her choo-choo and her kukulawa to get an R rating for theaters. The trimmed footage was restored for video release, so when you go and watch it on Tubi this weekend, you'll you'll get to see all the bits. Now, the film appeared on the 2005 list of Roger Ebert's most hated films. His colleague Gene Siskel called Body of Evidence a stupid and empty thriller. Now, okay, as a writer, I have to say, bad script, but like, ooh, some of the one-liners. Anyway, co-star Julie Ann Moore later regretted acting in the film and went on to call it a big mistake, even though she got to slap the shit out of Madonna. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so there is a lot to mm. take in about Body of Evidence. Um, 
Let's just start from the beginning and we'll talk about Madonna in the movie. Uh, what do we think about Madonna as Rebecca Carlson? Where do we start? Well, oh, actually, um, first, Liberty, can we say you are doing an amazing tribute uh, to Madonna as Rebecca Carlson right now? Like, you need to cosplay Rebecca Carlson. At, you really at, do. At, whenever there's a Madonna con, you need to cos- cosplay. Uh, this is what this look is Rebecca Carlson interrogation scene. Yes. 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 Before mm. she knew about um, being in the will, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but and, she had seen animals make love. Yeah. <laughs> right. She had. It's violent. <laughs> but they never really hurt each other. But we're not animals. Yes, we really are. Hurt the ones you love. <laughs> It wasn't dirty. No, not to you, not to Andrew. But people here have very conservative views about sex. No, they don't. They just don't talk about it. They're such hypocrites. Well, those hypocrites are going to be sitting in the jury box listening to Garrett say how you led Andrew into perversion. I didn't have to lead him anywhere. Andrew knew exactly what he wanted. All we did was make love handcuffs it was different but it was still making love have you ever seen animals make love right it's intense it's violent but they never really hurt each other we're not animals yes we are (laughs) oh my god Uh, i mean I think, like, I would say her performance for me, it's summed up in that scene in the car when they're in the car and she's like, you know, I'm, I get this, um, I, I get like when she delivers this line where she's asking how much, you know, is in the will and she's looking at him like, she totally knows. And, you know, later in the movie, spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Right. Spo- spoiler alert. If you've not seen Body of Evidence, pause and go watch body of evidence because we're going to okay. talk all about the spoilers and the fact like surprise surprise madonna's n- not the goody two shoes oh, i keep freezing on zoom uh actually i think people should watch the episode get all this context and then go watch the movie you might actually enjoy it more that's yeah maybe that's a good <laughs> idea that's what i think yeah <laughs> um oh actually yeah let's back up let's talk about the movie as a whole okay. so there's a lot going on in the movie. I think they marketed body of evidence to be a uh, erotic thriller, very much in the same vein that basic instinct, which came out a year prior to body of evidence was very successful at being, it was erotic. It was action packed. It was thrill tastic. The sex scenes were adventurous, you know, and then body of evidence comes out a year later and, I think body of evidence just seemed, you know, I I didn't know it was going to be a courtroom drama. And most of the movie is just her sitting in court, staring at people giving testimonies. And I never like courtroom drama. It's like dirty Matlock. Like why? Come on, Madonna, (laughs) get on the top of the car with bust out some lights with your heels, stick to what you can do here. Cause I just felt like there was no, like, not that they needed a car chase, but like, maybe 
crazy Ann Archer goes after them and on the bridge when, you know, Madonna's talking about animals making love. And then all of a sudden there's someone trying to rear end them and run them off the road. And like, you know, Madonna almost dies or she gets knocked unconscious. or she's in the hospital. You're like, there's a or, whole lot of other or stuff. She, they... Or she sleeps with the DA. <laughs> oh. I would have I would have advocated for that plot twist. I'm just yeah. saying. There, there was just a lot of potential. You know, you have Madonna in a sexual thriller, and it it doesn't really come across very sexy. The you know, like no, the, even the sex scenes seemed kind of like plotting and procedural. Boring. Yeah, it just yeah. like I mean, the, and I, look. I am not saying Madonna is bad in this movie. I'm saying the movie is bad. And unfortunately, Madonna was in it because there is a stellar cast of people in this movie. And mm-hmm. even they can't seem good in the movie because it's just like a bunch of schlock, you know, like yeah. the, script, the script. You got to start with the script has a bunch of fun, campy zingers, but that's it. Yeah. As a as a movie script, it makes no sense. It's worse than a lifetime movie of the week starring Shannon Doherty or Alyssa Meredith Milano. Baxter Bernie. Oh, or... yeah. <laughs> like it's just oh my goodness. Just, but that's the thing, is they don't camp it up. Like it's yeah. done so seriously that you, there's nothing like even when there's a bit of levity in it like when willem dafoe and and the son at the restaurant and they're like did she really like you know bonk him to death or how, whatever however they yeah. use the uh, and julianne moore's like you're a bad influence on him and you know like even that's not funny you know Mm-mm. there's just no there's no levity to it it's all just like really serious and like the fact that they shoot it in seattle like the weather Portland it's shot in Portland Portland Portland, Oregon that's right I'm sorry uh but it just seems like doom and gloom from the get-go like Mm -hmm. everything about it is just like the palette is washed yeah I thought that was a weird like setting for that film I mean I could have seen a different like a different place why would she be living in Portland I don't know why it just Rebecca Carlson just it's a vivid me. art scene in 1992 was evidently. It? Okay. I mean I don't know it was the height of grunge like where was all the flannel because I'm like that whole area was like you know Nirvana and Alice in Chains and and whatever whoever those bands were I didn't like grunge sorry kids I didn't like Pearl grunge. Jam I didn't like Pearl Jam. I think they put it in Oregon because they needed Rebecca's sexual life to be scandalous. You know, like if they had put Rebecca in New York City, why would Rebecca having like S&M sex be scandalous? You know, and. Especially four months after the sex book had just come out. Right, right. (laughs) And had been photographed at the Gaiety and all these other places. Yeah, so I think they (laughs) needed a location to sort of make it seem as if what she was doing would be a a big fuss in the community. Well, in that case, it should have been in the Bible Belt. (laughs) Or St. Louis. It should have been in St. Louis. Yeah, that would have been, that would have worked. She could have been Louise Arioli from St. Louis, the character from Bad Girl. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. You know, I think Um, there's a lot of opportunities that they've missed in this because there are so many ways to have inserted twists, turns, um, to, to fine tune the script more where there's not, you know, I mean, to me, it was, I guess I I'm I am a sucker. I did believe, you know, 
because I was able to actually suspend my like remembering because it's been a long time since I watched the movie. When I watched it last night, I was like, wait, did she kill him or did she not? Or am I just, or was it, the, <laughs> oh, it must have been the secretary all the way till the part where she's like, you almost convinced me. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think, where I guess I thought, oh, you know, um, it's po- it, I, I, what she, she did do it. And then but, of course, and see, it came that's clean. what I feel like they did. Uh, again, I'm going to compare body, uh, body of evidence to basic instinct. I felt like in basic instinct, they, you were like, back and forth is Sharon Stone the villain is she not is there somebody else what's going on you know like you didn't know it was a whodunit you were it was a mystery the whole time that movie was going on mm-hmm. whereas in Body of Evidence it was almost just like oh, did she kill him but who cares it's just this old what? man you know like <laughs> I, I mean I was almost applauding Madonna at the end when I was just like good for you Madonna off this old man and get the eight million dollars also she was having to do all the work on that tape so like I had no sympathy for him I've just yeah. got to say like Girlfriend, come on she, I, and I gotta love how in order to so I don't know if you noticed this in the credits they do it in order of appearance Oh, and Madonna's first. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, yes, that's right. Because she's the first person we see going to add it in that home porno movie. Like, yeah, again, reverse cowgirl. She's getting busy. Her abs looked amazing in that shot. Her body body. looks amazing. Listen, 90 through 94, Madonna was like serving body, yaddy, yaddy. Like, oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. It wasn't until she had her hernia. Like around the time that bedtime stories came out, that she got voluptuous again. I mean, she was just fit as all oh my get God, out. So oh my goodness! Okay, let's talk. All right, since we're on Madonna and the way she looked, can we talk about the the styling in, in this movie? I, I oh, thought, absolutely. I, okay, I I think she looks so frumpy in this movie. I d- hmm. I I feel like, okay. There back here. Just wait for a second. There are moments We're where hearing she looks, you out. There are moments where I think she looks beautiful. Like for instance, Liberty's background on her video right now, flawless Madonna. She looks beautiful. However, it, it's a little too, and I get it. They're trying to make Rebecca Carlson look more puritanical than this wild sex bot who mm. maybe offed this older man. So they're trying to dress her up, but it's like I just feel like even the styling when she's like not on trial, it, it's just a little too conservative frumpy where like there's a, a interview that Madonna does for the press junket for body of evidence in 1993. And she looks gorgeous. Like uh, that, those yeah, flipped that bangs and the hair, wavy hair the, from with, Saturday the, night live. Yes, when she did the, exactly. She looks girl. exactly Honey. like bad girl oh. Saturday night live. It's that. <laughs> and I was like, why does Madonna in Body of Evidence look like 10 years older than the version that we see doing the press junket? It's just very strange. Okay, but if you go back and you look at, like, the fall shows from that time period, because in those days I cared about fashion. I had no money, but I was a fashion hoe and would try and try and try, and I had Vogue, Vanity Fair, GQ, all that crap. The style in that movie was 
sort of a very specific sort of business style, like the 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 suits, like all the guys, mm-hmm. their suits are that sort of like a ripoff of that Armani look from the early 90s that yeah. is kind of making a comeback and like the big wide pants and the sort of like very tailored that's boxy, but then there's like flashes of like fitted, which is again, all coming back. Like right. it, it kind of was... A very specific style, but I think part of the frumpiness comes from the crap for ta- cinematography, the crap lighting, and just like the gloomy atmosphere. Yeah. Like if those same clothes had been better lit and maybe some better palettes, because it is all super muted, it's like pale, like grays and blacks and like some l- really washed out blues. Yeah. You're like, ugh. And everything is like, and then a lot of the, sort of fabric that happens throughout the movie, like those weird chiffon style curtains that she Mm -hmm. has. And Mm -hmm. like that repeats in various points of the movie. And I remember thinking about this when I saw it in the theater, I was like, for somebody who's such then was such a fashion play, because think about it, she was in Vogue and Vanity Fair with those Stephen Mizell shoes. That's gorgeous. Oh my God, gorgeous. Like she was fashion everything in late 92 and early 92 when they filmed this. And so the fashion is all like very of the moment and actually making a comeback, but like it, it's, it's the lighting and yeah. like the washed out. I mean, look at all of our backdrops when we yeah. were making those it look how washed out they are. I mean, Julianne Moore is freaking gorgeous in this movie, but she is lit like a second tier soap actress, which <laughs> yeah. she had been a couple years before yeah. that, but <clears throat> yeah. Right. Exactly. Like even, super young i mean what is julianne more like 24 in this movie i mean she's so young in this movie and she even she doesn't look amazing i mean she she does look amazing but yeah the the lighting make her look older actually yeah yeah Yeah. i do i think that's the thing there's so many close-ups of madonna in this movie where i feel like i'm like oh they are not doing her any favors they have not lit her well in this at all it was it was like a weird washed out natural light and a lot of her close-ups like the the scene in the bathroom, which the two of you have as your backdrops, with that nice sort of like slanted top lighting, oh, it like that was the one, as I was going through, I was like, oh my God, they look so good in this scene. Like their hair and their makeup and everything is on point because in some of her close-ups, Madonna was looking like super tired. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, Where she is just... the makeup and lighting team? Like, I know. Oh, they did her dirty. Mm-hmm. She totally did. She's what, 34? Four when she made this movie, yeah. like yeah, yeah. But her 34. body looked great. Oh my her god, body looked great. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the point. I don't know. I mean, maybe they were, you know, she was trying. They were trying to make her look a little like stressed out to help, you know, the person, uh, you know, viewer by that she may have, you know, just be a, 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 not, a not guilty person on trial. Right, and, she's the victim. You know, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, and oh. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Well, I was going to say it goes back to what Stefan was saying about it being a courtroom procedural and they were going for this like gritty realism. And I think that lends itself. That's why I said it's like dirty matlock because it's like this very boring flat lighting and sort of unimaginative camera angles that don't elevate it to like that the pop of other movies that you had at the time that were a little more saturated with the color and still had like the classic studio Hollywood lighting. Like, yeah, it, it 
they did her dirty. But there was just dirty. even just like the direction of the movie was it was so <clears throat> boring. Like the shot compositions, the way they filmed it, the even like so let's just obviously there was multiple sex scenes in this movie and even the like the scoring, the musical scoring under those sex scenes are is just baffling. Like there's it, weird sound things. Like, the the, the Skinamax. Like the mm. the mm-hmm. the car hood, the hood in the car where she like cracks the the glass, and then they're like as the cars from the parking garage are driving by, and the, the, he's you know going to town in her muffin, and they there's like this do 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 in the background and i'm like what is this music it's like some yeah. like atari video game going on in the background it's, it's just so distracting yeah and like the, you were talking about the chiffon curtains i <laughs> i remember watching it and i was like i kept wanting to move the chiffon curtain out of the way cuz i was like i can't see madonna <laughs> i'm like okay, can we please move the chiffon curtain out of the way cuz we're we're totally blocking her when i was a kid i i liked to steal strawberries I'd sneak into the neighbor's yard at the end of the street. And I remember they had a big fence. And I'd always scrape my knees climbing over it. And then on the other side, they had these wild rose bushes. And the thorns would dig into my legs and cut my thighs when I slid down. But the strawberries always tasted so sweet. Because of how much it hurt to get them. Um, there, I, I mean, I kind of like some of the shots, like some of the stills in the movie or like the, the shots where they're showing, you know, a big, like the houseboat, for example, or, you know, I like some of the I settings. Love her house. I thought her house was fantastic. I know. I would love to live there. I mean, but of course it's, there's just so many like trips, you know, with, with the chiffon curtains, for example, they're the only thing blowing. You go inside, there's, it's still as can be like. <laughs> There's no, not a, she has a lot of plants. The leaves aren't moving at all. Like it's weird. There are some sound issues too, though, where I, I, you can hear like, I think when he's like going upstairs, you hear like whispers or moans or something. Um, and I guess it's, I don't know if it's supposed to be like, he's thinking he's hearing her, but that too, is it a dream sequence or not? You know, it's funny on the sound. I, as I watch those credits go by this, one of the sound editors was, Named Richard Marks with M-A-R-X. I don't know if it's the one and only Richard Marks. Oh, but I doubt it. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last one named in the whole list of oh, sound funny. editors. Oh, my like, goodness. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about her performance? Let's just get to the nitty gritty. Yes. I feel like uh, we've been, but yeah. But well, I mean, uh, to isolate her performance as Rebecca Carlson. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I think she did... Uh, convincing job at playing someone who is pretending she was not guilty yeah I, okay yeah it's just you know, that like, her lines are so she delivers them with a snicker in some parts and so the face is not saying what the line is saying and it's hard again i always have trouble differentiating between thinking it's Madonna and thinking it's Rebecca Carlson just because it's Madonna and I love Madonna. Right. Is that, is that intentional in the, in the delivery of the line? Is it supposed to make me go, you little, you little faker there? Um, or is it, or am I just supposed to, you know, think she's really so surprised that she's laughing about the fact that she could have 
you know, inherited $8 million. But at the end, again, like I said, when you find, when you discover that there was a whole plot to mm -hmm. get this $8 million, then you realize she's thinking in that moment, the, my plan worked. Wow. You know, you're a little late. I needed to know before he testified. Why the fuck did you warn me at least? Did you need to hear about every man I ever had sex with? No, just the ones with bad hearts who put you in their wills. You think I killed Andrew? So does everyone in that courtroom. You made me look like shit in there. You are not on trial. Oh, the hell I'm not. I must have been out of my mind to get involved with you. To make love to me? Yes. But I'm not going to compound my mistakes. You're my client. That's it. I don't want to have anything to do with you beyond that. Just like that? Yeah. Like I don't have any feelings? Hey, I'm not your type. I'm too young and healthy. That's not fair, Frank. No. But it's accurate. Fuck you, too. I, I took... The, I, too... The I literally saw this movie in the theater in Same. 1993, and then I, I saw it two nights ago. This is the only two times I've watched it. My takeaway <laughs> on her performance both times is it seems like she's constantly on the verge of breaking out laughing at how mm -hmm. ridiculous her dialogue is. And so I think what you were getting at, Liberty, is that that, that chips away at your ability to suspend your disbelief. Yes. And really enter into the movie. And then the problem of it is, is all the other characters, except for maybe Willem Dafoe and Ann Archer, are doing the exact same thing. They're just better actors at covering up their potential giggles. Right. Because, mm -hmm. like, literally every time Joe Mantegna, who's a fantastic actor, right. and we should point out, worked with Madonna on Speed the Plow in 1998 yes. Yes. in Broadway. Um even he, it's so the scenes, I started paying attention. I'm like, oh my God, he's literally like trying not to like fart on set because this is so <laughs> bad. And he yeah. knows it. And it's like, and it got worse as, I mean, movies aren't filmed in order, but you could kind of tell from like the length of her hair and certain shaping on her eyebrows, like things that were filmed later. And you're like, oh yeah, she's figured roots, out this is garbage. Mm -hmm. and she's just like trying not to burst out laughing like the whole scene in the car with the animals line like she is on the verge i wish there were bloopers or outtakes because i bet i would the two love of that them burst out giggling numerous times i saw this also in high school i went with my like boyfriend of two weeks okay oh, so awkward what was i thinking work? yeah really it was, it was so embarrassing what, what did you do after the movie well, we, I wasn't that kind of girl, if you're asking. Oh. Um, but I'm sure he was probably terrified because he was like kind of a nice guy. <laughs> and I um, mean, I'm like, oh, can you go see this Madonna with movie with me? And I didn't actually, I don't think I knew what it was going to be about. I just knew it was had sure, Madonna. J sure, Jan. I'm serious. Oh, like it's strange, but and then I went down to the quarter booth theater afterward because I had to like <laughs> cleanse my palate of this awful oh movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so embarrassing. I'm no. sure because and especially watching it on Tubi, and I'm I'm like, I can't believe I was like 16 and or something in watching this movie in the theater with another teenage boy and like 
that's a lot of sex for, I mean, I don't know now maybe it's cause I'm, I'm not a prude, but I mean, it's just, I can't visualize myself having that experience mm-hmm. and it's really difficult for me to imagine that my son I can't, <laughs> who is now I, I, 15 I, I would, could I would love well, to hear what he, what your date thought about yeah, you. Yeah. That's where that I movie. want to go. But what's yeah. extra funny that you to, to build on your point, Liberty is to like watch this movie. And I told the two of you earlier, it caused me to then also go watch basic instinct. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where are those kind of movies now? Yeah, like, where it's are so those? crazy to me to think that these movies came out in 1992 and 93. And then you had sliver in 93 or 94 and you had the last seduction with linda fiorentino yeah. oh my god listeners if you have not seen the last seduction you need to go watch that that if you really want to encapsulate that period that early 90s period of like erotic thrillers obviously you have to watch basic instinct but then you have to go watch the last seduction that movie is so good i have to but check that out it's so crazy to me that those movies were coming out then and i can't imagine i mean other than being like a series on maybe hbo i can't imagine big screen movies like that anymore people have so rejected that kind of adult cinema and i'm like and it's people like my our age who were the teenagers when these and young adults when these movies came out and now we don't support that kind of movie as well almost like middle age and so i'm i'm so fascinated by that arc and how madonna plays into that as somebody who catalyzed this sort of like expression of sexuality in the culture through the 80s and then it sort of apexed with you know, Blonde Ambition, Justify My Love, the sex book, Erotica, and then it fully imploded for her as a cultural thing mm-hmm. with this movie. Yeah. God, well, her inner... Yeah, go on, sorry. Well, that's what I thought was so fascinating rewatching Body of Evidence was she got so much slack for doing this movie because of how sexual it was. And it was about her being involved in like an S&M style sexual nature. Mm-hmm. And yet 20 years later, 50 shades of gray, one, two, and three yeah. were huge. And yeah. Jamie Dornan and Melanie Griffith's daughter, what's her clogs were like Dakota Johnson. Thank you. Were hailed as like superstars and they were given like, and, uh, personally, okay, but I have to ask a question because I haven't seen those movies. Are they as explicit as Body of Evidence? No, but it's almost as if like Madonna was being made a villain for being sexual in this movie. And then Dakota Johnson was being hailed as like... Liberated. Yeah, like good for her. She found this man who wants to please her and pleasure her. And it's just weird how Madonna goes ahead and does this. And because she's a woman in charge of the sexual, you know, proclivity, she's being chastised. Whereas Jamie Dornan, who is this hot guy, I mean, yes, but like, because it's reversed, it's okay. I just thought that was very interesting. Well, But it goes back to what Liberty was saying earlier about, people's reaction to it and not separating Madonna from the character and the narrative for Madonna in the culture at the time was there was a movement post the sex book and erotica to chastise her. Yeah. And in some ways I'm surprised that the studios didn't just be like, okay, we're shelving this and taking the tax write off because 
it's going to tank. I very specifically remember her interview about body of evidence with Bryant Gumble on the Today Show and how absolutely combative. Also, go find this on YouTube, kids. Yep. How combative he tried to be with her. And, you know, just like with Forrest Sawyer. Wait, was that his name? Mm -hmm. The Justify My Love video guy. And all the other male journalists who tried to come for her. Like, she she kept her cool. And, you know, she would smirk and she would sort of flip it back and be like, well, what about this? Like, Mm -hmm. why am I getting Julianne Moore has sex. So what's the, you know, you see her body. And in the Tubi version, guys, we see Willem Dafoe's balls. Yes. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, was like, oh, look, footage. there's yeah. that before it was well before you had those um, intimacy coaches. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you there were no like privacy patches covering Madonna's hoo-ha and Willem Dafoe's ding dong. And oh, he like, would have had a cock sock on. Even maybe, then they had maybe, cock socks. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like in the 90s they were just loose and free like that. Like they I just, mean, it, they it, just it, let it, it all go. Like, they were real. You know, like it was like everybody just, just got a penicillin shot after the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. And yeah, and I'm not actually in the Julianne Moore and Willem Dafoe scene, they're all sweaty and yeah. like Oh, I mean, yeah, it was like that's real. Believable. Like, like, it's really giving me. Willem Dafoe had his face in Madonna's naked crotch. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what kind of privacy patch, but even still, it's like privacy patch or not, his face is still right next to her. Right board. in there. Okay, but can we talk about how that brief shot of him pleasing her and just the way that was framed? That actually was one part of the movie I appreciated for being so far ahead of its time. Yeah, because you know now there's entire. Uh, uh, sort of like memefied discourses on social media and OnlyFans that are all framed toward like that perspective of pleasure. And it mm. was super far ahead of its time. I mean, even in Basic Instinct, the Catherine Trammell character is powerful, but doesn't exercise the power quite in that same way. And even and that was a giant leap forward from say fate, some of the eighties movies that were exploring this stuff like Fatal Attraction Nine and a Half Weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, I'm I'm blanking on another one that came out in like eighty seven. Anyway, um, yeah, because yeah, not to belabor that point, but I do think it's important in thinking about this movie in thinking about the time that it came out thirty and a half years ago versus now, because our perspective now is like <laughs> right because right. we've seen <laughs> right. so much more we've seen it all we've seen so much more thanks to the internet, which remember kids didn't well barely existed in when this movie came out um. Right. If you if you were seeing as much skin as you were in a movie theater, it was a triple X movie theater. Like the right. The, Absolutely. When, when Good point. Body of evidence was one of the first. I mean, obviously, there was basic basic instinct as well. But like those were major Hollywood motion pictures with huge celebrities in them. They weren't pornos. You know, this, I mean, obviously, you didn't see full-blown triple x sex but you know it got an nc-17 rating because it was pretty hardcore for a a movie you know you yeah i'm trying to remember i can't i obviously the the shot with his testes was not in the theater version and i know the scene on top of the car is was much shorter in the theater version because when i was re-watching it this week i was like oh i don't remember him uh, like reenacting um 
where life begins so much. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep it on point with the music. Like, yeah. That well, it was it was fun like... to see the parallels of <laughs> yeah. what you know what she had wrote about in the erotica album, and then what was you know in the movie. And I, I just thought, you know, I think the movie also didn't do well from uh, you know word of mouth perspective because you had erotica, the album, the sex book, and then the movie came out and all of those the one two three punch against madonna it was almost three strike thing it was just too much you know like i think people were just done hearing seeing madonna have sex which is so weird because it hit all of these things came out at the end of bush one's presidency we had just elected clinton he had the gayest inauguration we had ever seen. Melissa Etheridge had come out and it was Katie Lang. And it was just like, oh yeah. I mean, that's right. I can't emphasize how much like 90 through 92 just felt like this period where like, you know, we were, we were, we were nearing the end of the AIDS crisis, even though 1992 saw the most deaths in America of any years of the actual crisis years. But it did feel like the culture was starting to change and that there was being this sort of like exploration of queerness and permissiveness and yeah. and mainstreaming without it necessarily being assimilative. And so it was always weird to me that, and I think you're right, Stefan, that it was too much, you know, in my dream sequencing, the movie would have never existed. Erotica would have come out first without the book and then the Mm. book would have come out like a little bit later because i think the book coming out first doomed the album because the album was erotica and it was supposed to be sexy but really it was a bunch of sad love songs about how shitty it is to date in your 30s (laughs) like (laughs) right you know it was really about you know someone said romance is dead and i believe them instead and i was and yeah so and those songs have held up over time, which has resulted in the revisitation of like the critical take on that album as one of her like little masterpieces, but it just got swallowed in the middle of the sex book and the movie and like just the hideous press of the movie. So in my dream revisionist history, the album came out first and then the book came out as like a special edition with like remix CDs embedded into the cover. And Mm -hmm. and it got, it was looked at more as an art object versus like this weird thing that it became. Well, that happened. It just Mm -hmm. happened 30 years later. Yes. Yes. It finally got its due. The movie will never get its due. Oh no. And it shouldn't. Cause that screenwriter, I hope that's an alias and no one actually knows who this Brad guy is. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It was just, well, so let's talk about uh, the ending. So spoiler alert, Madonna was guilty and Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) good for her. Uh, I I loved that. I think that's when the movie really picks up for me is when she leans in and she's like, you almost convinced me. Then I loved it. Then I was like, oh, she actually is guilty. And I wanted a bit more of the 
evil Rebecca Rebecca Carlson because that's when I felt like Madonna was having fun in the movie. Up until that point, it all just felt very somber and serious and plotting and boring. And Rebecca just felt like, you know, like, oh, poor me. It felt like a 40s noir movie. Yeah. Like that Madonna always loved from that point on. So honestly, that that whisper should have been the end of act one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like it, it's almost like, you know, kind of thinking back a little bit about what you were just talking about with this one, two, three, the film, unfortunately, what it does is it does sort of vilify sex. It does make sex and place playful sex or experimental sex, let's say tacky or, you know, um, you know, it, 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 it confirms people's, you know, idea about what that kind of sex is. And so it's sad because that's not the message she was sort of giving with the sex book. It almost counters it, you yeah. know, in a, in a strange undercurrent. Made you roll um, your eyes. Yeah. Right. Um, and I would have liked a little bit more hint earlier, I think, if she had, like we maybe considered, slept with the DA, for example, or something that was really a, a twist that, mm-hmm. you, you know, early on in the film, we could have, because I, I found myself feeling sorry for her, you know, until that point, um, you know, where you think, oh, poor, you know, poor Rebecca, like she's so misunderstood. She just likes to fuck. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> you know, Um it has nothing to do with money. And then in the end, yeah. it, it has everything to do with money. Yeah. I and- think if they had restructured the story of that movie, like, so it starts off with a murder. And I think that's supposed to be the intrigue is like, oh, someone killed somebody. That's that's the hook. But I think had they structured it differently, where maybe the murder happened mid- midway through and they start the movie where Rebecca is trying to get involved with Willem Dafoe's character prior to her offing the old man and then maybe mm-hmm. like she, the 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 tension comes from her like being this sort of conniving like breaking their marriage up getting him hooked on her and then maybe the old man dies and he's mm-hmm. too involved and you know what i mean like i just feel like they there was way but i do i i wish that we had gotten a little bit more of the rebecca after you know like it we it's like we find out she was guilty and then five minutes later, she's coming up from the, you know, she gets shot out the window and yeah. she, she dies in the ocean. Oh, yeah. I, I think you back to your original thing, like the first act of the movie, like we shouldn't even have seen the murder or the victim or any of it. It should have started with the trial and we're like jumped in in Medius Ray, like in the middle of the plot. And we learn details through the testimony in act one. That would have been great. Willem Dafoe is already the lawyer. Joe Mantegna is the DA. And there's like the, there's some of the witnesses. sworn testimony that by coincidence alone, you happen to date both Andrew Marsh, who died from a combination of sex and drugs, and the doctor who treated him for drug poisoning? Portland's a small city. I even dated a man who dated a woman you dated. Do you think you're capable of just answering the questions put to you? I'm just trying to explain myself. And then she gets off 
does the whisper, then Willem Dafoe's character and Joe Mantegna's character have to team up. Yes. And that's yes. when we discover the ex-lover. Like, I'm, we won't just, we won't tangent on the problematic thing with the doctor who ended up yeah. being gay. That was like Oh, that was messy. just so, so It was stu- gross. And also... But, but they could have yeah, done I'll something interesting. Yeah, they could have done something interesting with it if that would have been part of Act Two. The former lovers, Willem Dafoe and Joe Mantegna, are like, wait a second, something's not right. And so they try to figure out how to get her, and they discover all these people from her past and also discover that she's working with the ER doctor. And then the third act is like, could have went like almost erotic action thriller she's like screwing everybody and they're trying to get her before she gets out of the country but then yes. like what this thing shoots just, her it just yeah. would have been there was just it was so problematic in in the 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 speed with which the movie happens i feel like the storytelling structure the it's too linear like the, it's just like it just it starts from the death and then we just plod through so slowly yeah. going going who's on trial now this and that but it's like I feel like we we could have like, you know, like Memento, that movie with Guy Pierce, where he, yes. he has the short term memory loss. And so they're telling things and it's like you have to sort of like you you have to remember they're, they're telling the movie in reverse because he doesn't remember and he's trying to figure out what happened to him. I'm like body of evidence could have been told very structurally different than how they tell it. And I think mm-hmm. it would have been much more interesting, you know. There was just, there was potential. Yeah. Well, it and, also just not having the whole thing be a courtroom procedure. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you, it was I too mean, boxed you in. Yeah, you literally pointed out that your favorite part is the last 15 minutes that are basically like a a, a Mae West movie from 1948. Like, <laughs> yeah. legit. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, come on. The I love when you go, when he goes to her house at the very end and she's just like yelling at the, at the, German, Austrian, who is he? Whatever he is, yeah. yeah whatever. Who is he? No who, who was he? Like he was. Nobody like, knows. He was. He was an actor who worked with the director, like in Europe. Oh no! I mean, what was his character again? I even he was forget, the like, ER doctor. He was the doctor. Oh, yeah. who, gave he was the doctor who gave her the the, yeah. the nasal spray to knock him off. Yeah, they yeah, were the so, co-conspirators. Right. Okay, this was what I was going to come to with the why. Oh, why did Madonna? get such ugly men to star opposite her in this movie. First of all, Willem Dafoe. Why? What? There was no hotter men in 1992, 93 that they could have cast with her. Like he was just awful. Like, and I get it. I don't know. He worked for the character. Like, I just would have. Th- like, just I wanted so somebody. I just written. wanted somebody hotter. I felt like their yeah. chemistry was terrible. Second, the doctor. Are we really to believe Madonna would be interested in having sex with the doctor? Like third. Okay, but you just said Madonna having sex with the doctor, not Rebecca Carlson. So see, there we give ourselves away <laughs> with the failure to suspend disbelief because yeah. Rebecca Carlson, the character, would 100% have sex with all these congestive heart failure geezers that she's trying to get their millions. Like, okay. Okay. You know, like, I, I get like it. Like she but... on a host role and we can't disrespect the host role. I just so, always want yeah. Madonna to have hot co- have hot co-stars. Well... You know, like, I thought I had the same thought, Stefan. I was like, Ugh, Willem Dafoe is just so unpleasant oh, to look at to uh, me. Oh, and and that's just I me personal, you know? Like I thought, I mean, at least... Like I, why not Joe Mantegna? Like I would have actually preferred Flip her... Those two? Like yeah. her... 
being involved with Joe Mantegna because I think Joe Mantegna is he's a handsome guy, you know. Uh, Willem Dafoe just looks weird. He has a weird. I've always thought that. Like always. Mm, He's a good actor, I though. Mind. I did mind. Yeah, him. good actor. But he worked um, for the character. I mean, okay. However, Julianne Moore marrying Willem Dafoe? No. <laughs> I get that Rebecca Carlson's character would want to go and have sex with Frank Stephen. Delaney because she's using Frank for her own devices. But Julianne Moore, there is no way Julianne Moore is having sex with Willem Dafoe and getting married. People see your car down by the river in front of her goddamn houseboat. It gets back to me, Frank. She's my client. I'm allowed to have conferences with my client. Of course you are. Why can't you have them in your office? I can't believe you listen to this bullshit gossip. I talked to her. What? She called here tonight looking for you. What did she say? She didn't have to say anything. I could hear it in her voice, in the way that she said your name. What did she do to you, Frank? How did you get those marks on your chest? What what are they? What are they? Bites? What happened to your back? I thought we were happy. I thought we were a family. I trusted you. It has nothing to do with you. You're a son of a bitch. How dare you stand there and say that to me? I love you. You're my wife. Go pack some things. I don't want to see you when I get home. Then you shouldn't have fucked her. That's why she was so quick to be like, it's over. She was like, thank God he slept with somebody else. I can I can go on and find a somebody hotter now. Yeah. I thought yeah, we were a family. <laughs> one okay, one of my only favorite <laughs> moments in the courtroom scenes is when Rebecca is on trial and she's it's that very emotional moment where she's crying and this and that. And Joe Mantegna is like grilling her. And he's like, well, you, of course you would say that because he's not even in the room. And then she's like, yes, he is. Ask him yourself. <laughs> and like, the, that's when it's like supposed to be this. <gasps> and they, the, the camera pans over and then the guy stands up because like, she's like, oh, it's, it's the, the, the lover guy that, she, you know, she, he was a heart congestive failure. And oh. he, he was having sex with a man. And you, well, you could say that because he's not even, yes, he is. And then they pan and he just stands up. But I already testified. I didn't know anything about Andrew's heart. But you knew about Rostin's. Yes. And when you couldn't induce a heart attack before he had surgery to repair it, you bailed out. He wasn't any good to you. Isn't that right? I left him when I found him in bed with someone else. And that was grounds for leaving, as sexually liberated as you are? I couldn't compete. You couldn't compete. What was she possibly doing? Was she using a razor blade? He was in bed with another man. I never knew that about him. I felt betrayed. 
I couldn't handle it, so I left. And it was easier for him to think that I left because of the money, but I left because I couldn't stay. Mr. Rustin isn't here to defend himself. You can say anything you want about him. Yes, he is. Ask him yourself. Nods his head. It walks and out. It walks out. And it I was, was like, so bad, even though it was her best acting moment in the movie, because she actually sold it. But then yes. I was like, but the dialogue that she had to say about him being in bed with a man and like her reaction I to compete. it. I was oh, like, you, oh, this you couldn't is compete so gross. with all of your sexual proclivities, blah, blah, blah. He was in bed with a man. I mean, yeah. my friends that I went to see that with in 93, we thought it was gross then too. So it was, we were just like, really, Madonna? You just like, that was a point that took me out of the movie because I was just like, okay, Queen, you did not just let that dialogue stay in this script. Like, what? I yeah. I'm shocked mm. she didn't have more creative control over that movie. Yeah, I have to wonder about that. But you know what? This was this was the other thing about her entire Hollywood existence is she almost never exerted the kind of control that she had over everything else. Mm-hmm. She was like, I just want to be the actress and be the vessel for the director, yeah. right? Like She's said this numerous times in interviews and and you see it like when she's got a good director who knows what to do with her, Penny Marshall, Warren Beatty. Uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking on Susan's last name from Desperately See the director. Susan Seidelman. Susan Seidelman. Mm-hmm. Mary Lambert also knew yep. what to do with Madonna. Like, but thank God she didn't put her in Pet Cemetery. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I would have loved to see. See, I think that was always my problem with some of Madonna's failed, quote unquote, failed roles is that she wasn't transcending the character enough. So right. you have a problem seeing her as this normal person, this person on trial. You know, it's like there's just you just don't buy it. And I think if she was in slightly more fantastical roles, you know, like if she was in a horror movie, like I would, I would have enjoyed that. You know, if I was thinking about like what you just said triggered me to think about her look as the, I wonder if how it would have been different if she'd had like dark hair and if the, if there would have been a little bit more like darkness to just the whole character in general, um, maybe that, wasn't as appealing for whatever reason visually, but I don't know, just kind of thought about like her oh. makeup is dim, sort of demure. And, but it, it, it when she has, I think if, hair, if goth Donna showed up in body of evidence, we would have known she was guilty from the get go. No, no, no. <laughs> She's got dark hair until she whispers that. And then she walks out in the hallway and open <laughs> your heart, pulls the wig off and she flips it and she's blonde. Rebecca, the villainous. Oh my God. Oh, Liberty, that's yeah. genius. Okay. <laughs> I found it. I found the loophole. Yeah. No, I mean for, well, yeah. I mean, think I about love it like that. that, but oh I mean, my God, that would have been everything. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been really cool. Uh, or yeah. like that, that like there was a videotape that they find of like the person having sex with the old man. And it's like, it's a blonde, but it, so it can't be Rebecca because Rebecca's a brunette. And then that's where you right. see her. Yeah. She, she's, she's, and that she's getting worked. into the car. She's getting into the car and she pulls the, Oh my God, it would have been fantastic. So it would have worked with our idea that like the, 
the whole you almost made me believe it revelation was the end of act one and that's when she then walks out of the courtroom takes off and we find out as the audience that she's blonde and then as they go through the movie like uncovering the truth they're like wait there's two people oh my god and what if she was a split personality yeah exactly like that's the thing like i think they rebecca's character was too was too boring and basic like all the characters be, were boring and basic but, yeah. but see i don't know if we if we would have been able to because wasn't Catherine tramell and basic instinct wasn't she sort of like a little psychotic wasn't that her the bend of i her? mean pretty much yeah she had some sort of like mental illness issue because yeah. there was a lot of pushback when that movie came out about how it portrayed bisexuals and and all this stuff. I mean, people like picketed that movie. I remember that because I was a senior in high school and we literally all lied and said we were going to like a National Honor Society thing and we went to see Basic Instinct <laughs> instead. That's <laughs> a good of, no, Almost no one's parents would like give them permission to go see it. But like, so we were, I That's was like, hysterical. well, let's make up a fake National Honor <laughs> Society event and we'll all go see Basic Instinct instead. Oh, funny. <laughs> Giving uh, the younger generation some good ideas here. I oh, think nowadays please. they're just like they're oh, they're just they don't they don't they're make up stories now. They just go. Yeah. They just Snapchat it and do whatever they want. So yeah. Yeah. So wait, one one person goes to the movie theater and they just watch TikTok videos of it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Well, one person goes to the movie theater and then live streams, live streams it. The rest of their friends watch it from home. <laughs> yeah. You know, I also I think I mean. You know, for example, my husband hasn't seen the movie in a long, long time, or if he's ever seen it, but he knows, because I said, oh, I have to watch Body of Evidence, you know, it's for the podcast and everything. Oh, that's the movie with the candle wax. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing that he or most people remember is that scene. And there's this part where she, like, is, you know, interchanging between the candle wax and the champagne and yeah. then she's licking right and yeah. she gets wax on her mouth yes. and I, and not with that like i just kind of like ugh. slurpy like you know mm-hmm. well like maybe you it could, was a flavored soy candle and it was all yeah good. well they used to make those like coke uh filled wax uh candies you could like oh yeah yeah Chew oh no, up. but a lot of the candles like that are usually like flavored and slightly edible. Like, yeah, you're good. She's it's the fine. texture for me. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. The, uh, but uh, what I was going to say uh, a little bit ago, one of the great things I love about this movie also is that it is yet again another movie that Madonna dies in. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've mentioned this many times on the show where, you know, old Hollywood had certain rules about certain actors where you were not allowed to have them get killed in a movie because it would have, like, their fan base wouldn't allow it. Right. Yeah. Madonna, on the other hand, is, like, killed in almost every single movie she does. Like, mm-hmm. she was killed in Dick Tracy. She's killed in Body of Evidence. She's killed... I think there's another movie she does, and I'm trying to it, think. Well, she does die in well, uh, uh, Bad Girl. Right, but that's the thing. So, like, you see... You're okay seeing Madonna die, because I think people... Oh, Evita. She dies in Evita. Evita. right. Evita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cried when she died yeah. there, though. But there's, like... I love that that rule has always not applied to Madonna. Or, you she know. plays a tragic character often. I mean, there's yeah. the in-swept away, and I think she's drawn to that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I do have a lot... Actually, just having mentioned Bad Girl, I have 
so much trouble separating Louise Oriole from Rebecca Carlson. Like the two of them for me in for a long time kind of were one in the same. Yeah. Um, until I started it. Oh, okay. So this is not, this wasn't in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But, well, like, but, but you're onto something because I was gonna Bad say, Girl I would have, is a I would better have, version of, ba- yeah. of body of evidence than, yeah. I mean, I would have much David preferred Fincher had directed body of evidence right. instead of this other completely like, with Christopher Walken instead. Yeah, I would have I would have much preferred to see Bad Girl the feature film. Yeah, as 100%. opposed to body of evidence. Like, like literally, he, David Fincher proved how good he was in those five minutes. Like he made a better movie than Body of Evidence. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like I, I would have like Louise Oriel. There was so much. There's so much mystery and character. Like, what's going on? Like, I would have loved to have. And the panties in the sink is. Yes, I just. There's so much. We've all been there and had. Like, what was what was what was the mail that she wasn't opening? You know, like how all that mail that was just collecting death um, certificates. (laughs) But there was a much fuller character. Like, I love that in five minutes they developed a character, not a not a a peep, and uh, it's just the power of music video. I think that's why. When and they awesome. cared, yeah, and it's a great song. A great and her song. makeup is better. The, I mean, her styling. Yes. I mean, the the power suits. And but it the, was kind of the same styling as Body of Evidence. It was just lit better, lit so much better. Yes. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, and maybe that's what happened. Maybe Madonna saw Body of Evidence in you know, like before it came out, and she was just like, "Get me a good video of we're doing Bad Girl," and they just had to come out with that because mm. she was like, "I want to show people that I can do." I mean, because she's a prolific actress in bad girl. Like that's a great performance yes. that she does in that. And um, yeah, far, far superior to body of evidence. Uh, it's a shame. I can watch that video over and over. Yeah. Same. I'll probably Under, watch it after Underrated. This. It never makes like best of lists of lists of music videos, but honestly it's in her like top five. Totally. Yeah. Easy. Oh, easy. Easy. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's those just the, cut, the cut shots were the like cinematography were like the guys oh, wiping the, oh, the the bartender wipe is wiping just, like it's the the shot of I love the shot of the radiator that then superimposes onto the city mm-hmm. and the cigarette the lighting of the ah oh, ah oh. and and also liberty like you were saying separating Louise Oriel from Rebecca Carlson. Louise Oriole wears that beret sitting mm-hmm. in the diner lighting the cigarette. And it's very similar to, you know, like the comparisons are very on point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Rebecca. Oh, that was the other thing. Oh, wait, we have to talk about, okay. So we've only really talked about her and Willem Dafoe. We've got to get to like some of the other actors. Okay. Like, hello, sure. Julianne Moore, slap her around the internet. <laughs> it's what so many people have wanted to do for for all these 40 years <laughs> slap madonna I, right across the and face yeah, right? poor julianne moore I, she said she was so nervous having to do that because she was like i have to slap madonna yeah i couldn't have done it oh, <laughs> i couldn't even on. talk it's, to madonna but. it's iconic at this point like she should just own it and be like wish, i mean it's, wish me luck it, yeah. <laughs> I wish they had pulled back for a wide shot so we could really see her like hauling off and like whacking her. Cause it's, it's framed in this it's weird, weird way that you don't actually filming, see the hand. They're filming through the mirror and then they do like a reverse shot. So it mm-hmm. looks like the continuity is off, but it's really, they are shooting one way through the mirror and then they shoot outside of the mirror. So it is continuity correct, but the way, because of the mirror, Things are reversed, so that it's flipped weird. Yeah, and yeah. And so you takes? never actually see her like whack her. 
How many takes I have to, I have I to just, wonder. Again. I, Can I do that, that again? That Can scene just... would have been much better if Rebecca was actually like, I mean, cause she's taunting her character. Yeah. You know, she's taunting poor lost Julianne and it, it's just, it, we would have reveled in it a little bit more. You know, you, the way that they paint Rebecca is like, oh, she slapped her. You're supposed to feel sorry for her. But it's like, no. Like, I would have loved if, like, Rebecca slapped her back. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And they wasted Ann Archer, who had been so yeah. good in so many movies. Luckily, she had, right, she was in the Harrison Ford, was it Some of All Fears or whatever, Patriot Game or whatever. She was in a Harrison Ford, like, spy movie later that year that was a huge hit. So mm-hmm. thank God, like, it didn't damage her career too much. But man, she was terrible in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, she clearly was just like, am I just doing this for the check for the mortgage? agents and they were like yeah this is to pay your mortgage and she was like okay yeah just so terrible oh my goodness i know and i literally out of anyone in that movie i have passed by julianne moore like four times in new york city and every single time i have walked by julianne moore all i've wanted to do is ask her about body of evidence but i'm like stefan the next time you pass her just go Wish me luck. <laughs> and see if she like turns around and hits you with her purse. Have your camera ready. Have your phone ready so you can record it. Not that's for the why, internet, well, that's but just why send when, to us. When I passed Bjork in New York City the oh, one I time. I talk to her. She'll kick your I ass. was afraid she would beat me if mm-hmm. I like. I was mean, like, she's oh, like Bjork, I love you. Like, I was like, but... oh my God, she'll attack me. Like mm-hmm. she did that reporter at the, mm-hmm. at the airport. And I was you like, no, thank her. you. She'll no, throw you, you in the volcano. Uh-uh. No. I'm like, I don't know if this is her human behavior. <laughs> oh, but no thank you, Bjork. Nope. Um, well, oh, is there I anything else we need to we talk about with, we with, talk- with body of evidence? I feel like there's... there's yeah, I think we've covered it. Other yeah. than the fact that I hated Madonna's name, the character, Rebecca, seriously? Why does Madonna get some of the worst names in movies? <laughs> Those like, are good, like, Catholic names. Rebecca. Yeah. So, like, so many of her characters have, like, bizarre Catholic names that sound like they... It sounds like like she... It's supposed to be a four-name Catholic name. So, like, first name, middle name, confirmation name, last name. But her characters only have the middle name and the confirmation name. Yeah. And it's like, so Gloria weird. Tatlock. Yeah. <laughs> terrible name. <laughs> Rebecca Carlson. It's terrible name, you know? The only the, one that worked was Mae Mortavito. That yeah, I love that. Well, Nikki know. Finn, I love Susan. Yeah, that's the yeah, Nikki you know, Finn is like, good. Wait, what was her name in that ridiculous next best thing? Oh, that was the other one, Abby, Abby or something like that. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, oh, I love that movie too. We'll get to that next summer. I know. Oh, joy. <laughs> well, that's our show for today, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, you can find us on Instagram and threads at MLVC Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, head over there and subscribe so you never miss a video. You can also donate to the show. We're on Venmo at MLVC Podcast or think about becoming a subscriber. Help keep the show going. Patreon.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. I'm going to go get a belt and some hot candle wax and uh, have a have a fun Friday evening. I'm going to find some old man to like do under to get his <laughs> cash. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going to... Break this light with my with my heel. With your stiletto. With my stiletto. <laughs> it sounds like you're about to have a more fun night than we are. Yeah. I'm all about oh, my we should too. also 
We should also mention that we kind of briefly touched on it earlier, but if people want to see the movie currently, it is on the, the free streaming service Tubi. Yes. You'll have to so, sit through a couple of commercials. Yeah, you got to watch some commercials. You'll need the break. You'll, yeah. <laughs> you'll appreciate the commercial breaks, trust me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. absolutely will. <laughs> you will. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we watched this movie and talked about it. I really can't. <laughs> I'm sure somebody at Tubi is like, well, that's weird. Three people have watched it this week. That's crazy. Oh no! And if like enough people who watch this video like go and stream it, they'll there'll be some like weird report. The most streamed movie on Tubi in the month of August was Body of Evidence, and then there'll be like weird essays and like Vulture and the Cut, like revisiting Body of Evidence has seen a resurgence. You know? Oh my God! Yeah. And you know, then someone Julianne Moore will be on. Andy Cohen show and he'll be asking her about it and she'll be like did you hear Body of Evidence is the number one movie on Tubi right now <laughs> and yeah. someone will go wish me luck and she'll just reach over and slap them <laughs> oh my god oh man so it. there's like an uptick in the sale of berets you know yeah <laughs> oh well, now that I would like, not be mad about like, like the whole section on the movie uh yeah. you know how there's always like this kind of movie and this right. at kind the of celebration movie tour there's a rebecca carlson section yeah erotic courtroom oh, dramas my, and well, your drama. pearls in your beret there might be well there'll be berets for american life it's so funny how she like always circles back to things eventually yeah. so. i think there's you know she kind of thinks it makes her look you know mysterious more mysterious it, or more it artsy. makes her look very smart i think she's an art gallery owner in the film you know yes uh, sure. <laughs> she owns an art gallery. I did wonder if any of some of that art, I wish I could have slowed it down to see if some of the art in was hers the, was her from her yeah. personal collection. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, these days, isn't she one of like the people that loans out the most of their personal collection to like traveling shows? Like, cause I think she's like the largest private owner of like Matisse and, and, uh, Oh, the artist that was in the Vogue video. Tamika. Oh, um, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Tamar Lampika. Yeah. And like, there are several artists that she like owns more of their work than anybody else. It's so Also, Kahlo. She has a lot of Frida Kahlo. Yes. A lot of the Frida Kahlo mm -hmm. stuff. Again, that's the movie I want to see. What? Give me more of art collector Rebecca Carlson, you know? I mean, hey, if anybody wants to give us, you know, I don't maybe know. Maybe she's having sex with old men so she can get their paintings, you know? A couple like, thousand. Maybe, maybe the they can do a remake and instead of Rebecca, it's Brad and Rocco can play the character. Because that photo slide she did of him for his birthday, I was like, wow, he kind of looks like Madonna in her Rebecca Carlson era. I was okay. like, okay, Rocco, get oh, up in here with your dirty movie thriller. <laughs> Do it like mommy would. <laughs> I could not think about that at all. Oh, I would 100% watch it. Like, whatever. Oh, no. That would be hilarious. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, for this Madonna Summer Movie Series. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. We did have a lot of fun. We did. I did, yeah. This was great. We'll see you um, later at the function, everybody. Until next time. Bye. Bye. If I didn't fuck you... It works. You slept with him? I don't think we ever slept, did we, Frank? Don't look so hurt, Alan. I fucked you. I fucked Andrew. I fucked Frank. That's what I do. I fuck. <laughs>